Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast presented by Freedom Life Church. We hope you find today's message uplifting and encouraging as we dive into God's Word together. If you need any information about our church or this message, please go to wearefreedomlife.com. Now let's get right into it. I'm excited to to begin this morning's message a little differently than maybe I normally would. Uh, I'm by nature I'm a, I'm a I'm a preacher more than I'm a teacher. Um and my intention is to bring the word of God this morning, but I kind of want to bring it in a different way and, and talk about something that uh, we've been talking about actually for several weeks. We've been talking about how this season right now as a church and maybe hopefully uh, the church worldwide is in a season of focus. How many know that we can become very unfocused at times? Is that right? We, become, we can become very unfocused because there's so much happening. But when I bring a message this morning entitled Life in the Fast Lane. Life in the Fast Lane. Now, I'm playing with the words a little bit because I'm talking about fasting. So you could say life in the fasting lane, but I just thought fast lane was pretty fun. Because I think we all feel like life, sometimes uh, if you are... Uh, at, the, at a certain point in your life where you had little children um, and days become very long, but years can become very short. How many ever felt that before? Like whether you have children or not, I feel like sometimes the days can be so long, right? It can feel like, wow, this day is just, it's beating me up. And then you blink and it's been a year. And you're like, wait, how did the day become so long and the year become so short? Right? And that's because life is always on the fast lane. But you know, there's a way to take it by the horn, so to speak. There's a way that you can take life and make it be something so much more and meaningful. And that's um, life in the fasting lane. Now, let me explain this because let me ask you this question. I'll, I'll ask this question Why do people fast? Now, it's not a popular subject, but let me ask a few more questions. Is it to get God's attention? Maybe it's for health reasons. Some may do that. Some may go on a hunger strike. Like, I'm not going to eat until. Some people uh, do it for losing weight purposes. So there's a lot of different reasons to fast. But biblically, the idea of fasting is so much more ingrained in truth than fasting in the world. Because it's not a popular subject, right? Forsaking food for whatever reason. But when it comes to God, it really does help you put in perspective what really matters in life. So I understand that this topic here this morning is not the coolest topic. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, teach me about fasting. But by the time we're over today, I hope that you see how important it is to the Christian faith that we are focused on not so much the not eating, but the attention that you give God in place of that. See, fasting is less about food and more about obedience and refusal to surrender to the flesh. That's really a, a very, a very uh, short-term de- description of fasting. I'm going to give you a lot of fasting is. 
I'm going to give you a lot of those this morning. But I love when someone brings insight. And Richard Foster, for those of you, some of you may know uh, the celebration of discipline. We went through that some time ago uh, in life groups. Some of you that have been around a little while. But uh, Richard Foster writes this. In a culture, this is a quote, in a culture where the landscape is dotted with shrines to the golden arches and pizza houses, fasting seems out of place and out of step with the times, and it has for many years. Another quote that Richard Foster said this, more than any other single discipline, fasting reveals the things that control us. This is a wonderful benefit to the true disciple who longs to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. We cover up what is inside with food and other things. But in fasting, these things, watch it now, surface. So let me talk to you for a few moments here because I don't have like necessarily point one, point two for our normal message. I want to talk about the subject because I feel like it's so important. If Jesus thought it was important, I think I should probably find it important too. So there are some benefits to fasting that are more than just uh, surface in nature. If you fast on a regular basis, number one, it does draw us closer to God. It strengthens our faith and, re- and it builds our resolve to do God's will. You, the more time you spend with someone, the more you get to know them. Raise your hand if that's true. Good or bad, right? The more time you spend with God, the more you get to know him. So it draws us closer to God. Number two, it builds muscles in our faith. I love it how uh, I heard uh, my presbyter recently said this. He says, your faith is not a monument. Your faith is a muscle. And when he said that, I was like, wow, it should be stretched. It should be pulled. It should be worked out. Because we look at faith. How many, look, how many ever looked at someone with a lot of faith and you go, wow, one day I want to be like that. Right? Like that, God doesn't necessarily look for that because that can easily become an idol. What we should say is, wow, God stretched my faith like a muscle so I can believe like that. That's okay. That's acceptable. It builds our faith. It builds our muscles. It works us out. Number three, it takes our eyes off of the things of this world to focus on God because we can easily focus on the world. Is that right? It's very easy for us to focus on the world because we see it every day. Yes? How many see the world every day? The only people that say no are the people that are blind, physically blind. But you see the world every single day. Every single day, you see how the world responds and how the world reacts. Number four, it helps us to gain a new perspective, a new perspective and renewed reliance upon God. So what does that mean? That means that when I say, you know what, normally I eat from such a time to such a time. You know what, the time it takes to prepare the meal, to find the place to sit and all these things and then then devour the meal. Uh, if they, anybody's known me for a long time, you realize I, I, I appreciate food. How many appreciate food? I, I'm, 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 I, I got a problem. I eat multiple times a day. I know, I know. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. As much as you like food, what matters to you more? 
And so for me, fasting is a big deal. It is a sacrifice. And for some of you, you're like, I really don't eat that. We'll get to that in a minute. But fasting is possibly the most powerful discipline of all the Christian disciplines. Now listen, one of the, one of the, why? Fasting is also one of the most neglected ones. While it is one of the most powerful, it is one of the most neglected. Well, I really don't feel like that does it for me. Like um, food is not a big deal to me. Try it. Try it. Give it a shot. The time that you normally would take to prep, eat, and, and sit around for a few minutes, what if you took that time and prayed and read and did some things for God in that time? We had a, in the back there, we've been, obviously, this is the 21 days here. We're still in the middle of uh, fasting and prayer. People sign up for certain days. I want to give you some tips. Let me tell you something. God can do an amazing thing in that little window you give God that you normally would not have given God. John Wesley, who fasted every Wednesday and every Friday, called it one of the means of grace. Why? Because he put his body in submission. You know what, body? I know you think you need food, but I'm going to tell you, flesh, how it's going to go. The flesh is not going to tell me, tell my spirit how it's going to go. I'm going to command my flesh to be in obedience with God. That's not easy. How many agree with me? That's not easy. But it's absolutely a benefit in fasting. There's benefits to fasting. So those are a few benefits. So why do we fast? Why do we fast? Well, the first thing is that a lot of people who fast are seeking deliverance from something. They're seeking a breakthrough or God to deliver them or their people or their family whatever that looks like. Here's some examples. King Jehoshaphat prayed and he fasted for God to deliver him from the opposing armies. How many of you had something come against you and your family? Three of you. Okay, everybody else, you guys are amazing. Because the three of us have been struggling, y'all been coasting. That's awesome. No, but serious. How many of you have ever had something come against you or your family? Raise your hand. Honestly, honestly. Okay, that's, that's more real. That's more realistic. So you've gone some, through something in your life. you asking God. King Jehoshaphat did too. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, he prayed, God deliver us from these armies. Because I can feel overwhelmed by the external things and the things of this world. Esther. Esther prayed, fasted, and asked others to fast on her behalf for the deliverance of her people. In fact, not just the deliverance, but the annihilation of. Her people were about to be wiped out the face of the earth, and she went to the king, and she said, pray, fast, believe with me. And she went to her, the king, her husband, the king, and, and she went to the, on behalf of her people, the annihilation of her people were right in the balance of it. You remember that? Open up the book of Esther, one of my favorite books to read. The story is amazing of how someone's willing to put it all on the line for the sake of her people. Saul. Saul's another one that fasted when he and his armies were under attack from the Philistines. He was asking God to deliver the Jews in battle. That's in 1 Samuel chapter 28. You see God using these people. And then another, just a quick example, in Acts 27, Paul was in the midst of a storm, had no way to survive. He's about to get him blown up here, out here in the storm. And all of a sudden, he, he prayed and he fasted for 14 days. Because he wanted to live. 
So if you want something done in your, broken in your life, something done amazing in your life, carve, carve aside some time and say, God, I'm going to deliberately not do this so I can deliberately do this. Spend time with God, pray, et cetera, et cetera. The second, second, um, the second reason why many people fast is in repentance. Fancy word for asking God for forgiveness, right? When a person is convicted of their sin, they begin to fast and they ask God, Lord, we repent. First of all, I want to fast and repent for some of the ways that I've been. It's almost like if you wrong somebody, you go to them and you say, listen, I am so, so sorry I hurt your feeling. My bad. That was all me. So people genuinely take that fasting time and say, God, help this sin not to be an issue in my life. I want not just deliverance, but I want to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for counting you second to all these other things in my life. And there's a lot of times we put things before God. Raise your hand if you've ever put something before God. Come on, be honest. Some of you are like, I don't want to admit to idolatry in the middle of the... No, we've all been there. Listen, I'll be the first one to tell you. There's times I put things before God and I had to come back and say, God, forgive me. I put my own self above God because I thought I could handle this. I don't want to bother God. You got a lot of things in this. You got a lot. Just bless my mess and, um, and I'll take care of the rest. That's a good lyric right there. We're gonna, maybe that'll be a worship song someday. It's not a very good one, but it's one. So we look at the scriptures and it, the Israelites did that all the time. They had stuff going on there and they, they realized, oh God, we missed it here. We missed it here. If you've ever missed it with God, this is a good opportunity to say, Lord, I want to fast and I want to repent because I want to serve you with all my heart. That's a good reason to, to fast, right? Third thing is to draw closer to God in prayer. The One of the reasons why people fast is they just want to draw closer to God. There's nothing we want from him. We just want him. Who's with me? You don't want anything from his hand. You want to see his face, right? And so prayer in the Bible, uh, you know, is that time that fasting and prayer. Sometimes it's just I want his presence. And you know what? We think about uh, fasting to show, you know, uh, that need from God. And, and so there's, there's a, a passage in Scripture where Cornelius the centurion, he prayed that God would uh, just send an answer to him, and he sent him Peter. And there was a whole thing with the blanket and the roof and the whole thing. But you, you look at how when we pray, we can ask God to send an answer, uh, send something to me as a, as a way of letting me know you hear me. I want to be close to you. And fasting with prayer uh, is an amazing one-two punch. In fact, fasting doesn't change God's hearing. I want to make this really clear because some people think like, oh, does God hear you more because you fast? No, I think fasting, I think more like this. Fasting doesn't necessarily change God's hearing as much as it changes our prayer perspective. It changes how we pray. It changes how we approach him. How many know that approach is very important in life? So writing a letter to ask off of work, let's say option number one, you want to get off work. Writing a formal letter to your boss, asking for a certain day off the way he asked you to. 
Or option number two, your boss is walking across the office and you yell, yo, boss, can I get off the 13th? Question. Which approach was more professional? <laughs> and which approach was like, did you really just do that? Right? Perspective and approach is very important, and they play a part. So we have to understand that fasting with prayer is kind of like the difference between a lamp and a laser. If you have fasting and not prayer, you, it's like you have a lamp with, in, the conjunct, in the difference between a lamp and a laser. If you, if you fast without praying, it's like a lamp. If you fast and pray, it's like a laser. Well, you're saying, God, show me. And the first, you know, uh, the lamp is like this light everywhere, but the laser is focused. Everybody say focused. So when we're talking about focus here, we're talking about laser focus. We're talking about when we fast, let's not just say, I'm not going to eat. I'm fasting. I'm not going to eat. That's just choosing not to eat. That's not fasting biblically. What are you doing with that time makes it a laser? You with me? You could be a light. That's great. But I'd rather be a laser if that's what we need at this moment. So it's, it's in the times when prayer and fasting are done together that our prayers are so focused and our hearts and minds are, are geared toward the Lord. Amen? So the fourth is to discern God's will. This is another reason some people fast. They do, try to discern God's will. Listen, if you're going to make a big decision in your life, can I encourage you, Christian? Look at me. Can I encourage you? Fast. Stop before you make a big move and go to God and say, God, show me how I could do this or if I should do this. You with me? And we look at Daniel. Daniel fasted 21 days for God's guidance and understanding. Jesus fasted in the wilderness. The apostles joined fasting and prayer. Paul and Barnabas in, in Acts 14, they, they fasted. Listen, there's multiple examples because fasting enables the Holy Spirit to move more fully in our life so we can become more focused and receptive. I'm going to say that again, that quote. Fasting enables the Holy Spirit to move more fully in your life as you are more focused and receptive. I want to receive God's word. I want to receive God's will. So let me move on to the next thing then. Not only do we have benefits or ways, but there's three types of fast that is at this more. I guess you could say there's more, but these are the three main ones that are used. There's a partial fast. A partial fast is described in the book of Daniel when he abstained from food but still drank water. Um, also, there's an absolute fast which is no food or no water. But then there's another part of the Daniel fast that is just veggies and water. So there's different ways you can fast. So you can do partials, full fast, or Daniel fast, which is veggies and water. And it's still a sense of, uh, you know, you're still getting some sort of food, but it's limited because you want to say, God, I want to put this stuff to the side. Not that meat is bad necessarily uh, for you, but, you know, you want to put aside those things in focus. So those are just three, a couple of examples that are, I hear of the most and I know of the most. So in preparing for a fast, 
Let me, let, me, let me ask this. Maybe it's a personal question. I don't know. Maybe you choose to answer. How many have ever fasted before? Um, when I say fasted, I mean biblically fasted, like you took time out with God. And some of you may feel like, I don't know if I want to answer this question. That's okay. But how many of you have done it before? You've done a fast before. You've done a fast before. Okay. So some of you may have not done a fast. So let me, let me share with you really quickly, real briefly, a way to prepare for fasts. And it's important that you understand this. Preparing for a fast. Number one, you have to prepare your heart. Because you have to understand that the enemy does not like anything that directs you toward him. Him being God. Uppercase H, right? Capital K H. Anything that makes you go toward God, the enemy does not like. And fasting, my friends, draws you to God, and that he will not like. So when I say prepare your heart, what I'm saying is the enemy won't like it, so he'll do everything. And listen, you'll get a call, no doubt. If you say, I'm going to fast on Tuesday, no doubt, Monday, somewhere on the line, someone's going to call you and be like, hey, you want to go to lunch tomorrow? My treat. And you'll be like, and if you want to do it biblically, you don't want to tell them, listen, I'm fasting. Like, like the Bible tells us, like, don't announce that stuff. Like, it's not, it's not about other people. It's you and God, right? So you're like, I can't do Tuesday. I just can't. And you know why. They don't have to know why, but you know why. No doubt something's going to come against you. The enemy will tempt you at every turn when you try to do something for God. So when I say prepare your heart, know that you're going to be tempted to break a fast. Almost every time I fast, something comes along my path. I'm like, that would have never happened last week. That didn't happen last week. And that probably won't happen next week. That is, and I rebuke the devil right there. You a liar, boy, I tell you what. They invite you to your favorite restaurant. You're like, Jesus, take the wheel. Right? It's not, I'm not lying. Listen, if anyone's ever fasted more than once, you know someone will come along and invite you somewhere to eat. Some of you are like, that's why I wasn't at the men's breakfast. <laughs> I love what Psalm said this. So I said, come in here, all of you who, who reverence the Lord, and I'll tell you what he did for me. For I cried to him for help with praises ready on my tongue. He would not have listened if I had not confessed my sins, but, I list but he listened, and he heard my prayer. He paid attention to it. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Jesus was very specific as well. And, and one, of, one of the texts, actually our main text for this morning, I didn't actually read it here in the front end of it, but Fasting is a is it's not just a a spiritual thing. It does work on our physical as well. It causes us to submit our physical body to the spirit man. Resist resist the urge. If you're going to prepare yourself, resist the urge to have that super giant meal right before fast. Because some of you are like, I need to store some stuff away for the next few days so my body won't eat itself. Because we've all thought that. If you've never thought that, you might be lying or you haven't fasted enough. You're like, let me have this ginormous meal before I fast. Actually, that actually works the opposite. It actually hurts you in a lot of ways. But 
wean yourself off of certain things before you fast, whether it's caffeine or something. What does that look like to you? For some of you, it's a big deal. I know it. Second thing I would tell you uh, as you prepare for your fast, keep it a secret. It's very clear in Matthew 6, and this is part of our passage here this morning, and I'm going to read it now because Jesus repeats his warning when it comes to fasting. Now, listen, follow with me, if you would, just for a few moments. When you fast, Matthew chapter 6, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, but they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put all on your head, wash your face so it will not be obvious to others when you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So, I don't know, I, I remember being in college, <laughs> I remember one time, I was, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, I was like, hey, you want to go grab, grab, grab something? I forget what we were going to go, grab some food somewhere. And uh, he was like, nah, um, I'm just, and I'm like, I thought there was something really wrong with him. And he's like, nah, I'm just fasting. This is so hard. I'm sacrificing so much. And, and boy, this went on for like probably 30, 40 seconds. But it felt like 30, 40 minutes. And I was like, you could have just said no. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, you could have just said no. But no, he just wanted to tell me how bad things are. And that's exactly, listen, his reward right there happened. Because I was like, hey, good for you. Uh, hope that works out. I'm going to go grab a bite. Quick. Like, Listen, that right there, that little lack of sympathy on my hand was his reward. That's it. Like, God won't honor that. He got his reward. Wash your face, deal with it, and process it and say, God, this is not about anybody else acknowledging me but you. This is what I'm bringing to you. And that's exactly what Jesus is. Jesus is trying to break religious people from religious doings. And that doesn't mean that religious doings are bad, but when you, your focus is getting their attention instead of God's, you got the wrong focus. You with me? So he's very clear. Jesus is making it super clear. Here. When you fast, put all on your head. In other words, God be with me. And then just wash your face and say, you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody what I'm going through right now. Because I want his reward. I want his answer. Fasting is not to be broadcast. Like, don't be like on Facebook, like, man, I'm going through this fast. It's amazing. Like, don't do, don't do that when you go through it. Like, if you've gone through a fast and you're testifying about what God did in your life, like, down the line, then you can encourage somebody to fast like I'm doing now, right? I'm encouraging you to see that breakthrough in your life. But don't be like when you're right in the middle of it, like, man, you know how much struggle this is? I'm so amazing at this. I really am. <laughs> you're like, hey, good job, buddy. Listen, if you decide 
to do fasting, make sure you do the third thing, which is simply this. Spend time with God. Don't just not eat food. Like, spend time with God. Do what you've never done so you can get what you've never gotten. You with me? So what do you do during a fast? That's a great question. I'm really glad you asked. And it's so good that it was up on the screen. What do you do during a fast? Number one, you take time out for prayer. Like, you take time out and long times of prayer. Like, extend it more than you normally would. Like, stretch yourself. Believe God for great things. If, if normally your prayer lasts like three minutes, double it. Like, do six. I know, blows your mind. But do six. If you normally pray 10, do 20. Like, push yourself to say, God, look, I don't know what to say. Have you ever been, and, I, and I've been in these moments many times in my life, where I've been in a prayer time, and I'm like, I'm running out of things to pray about. Right? Open up the Bible, read a psalm. Because David or anybody else in the psalms, they've gone through some stuff, and they'll say some stuff, and you'll be like, yeah, I should pray for that. Just go to God in prayer. Second thing, don't forget to praise God at some point during your fast. Lord, thank you so much. I praise you. And just give him glory. How many appreciate the worship team this morning and them singing? And they appreciate that? Wonderful team. Guess what? When you go through a fast, they're not going to show up in your living room. They're not. But that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I'm going through a fast. I'm going to schedule the worship team to show up in my living room while I'm eating breakfast in the morning. and be like, ah, my living room. Okay, that would be a little weird. But the truth is, you could turn on some music, some praise songs that genuinely lift up Jesus and just praise. Like, praise God during those times. If you've never done fasting, try it. Prayer, praise, and the third thing, get in his word. Pick a passage of scripture and read it. Look up Bible verses for encouragement on Google. You'll find stuff. There's a boatload of stuff out there. And you'll find encouragement on that. So as we enter this season of focus, I know this message was very different than what I normally preach. But listen, when it comes down to brass tacks, God is calling you to be obedient. And these are tools. I want to give you tools that you can walk through and work through through the week. Amen? And so as you enter this heightened time of spirituality in the beginning of the year and the season of focus as we're calling it as a church, let me be very clear. Satan is aware of your desire to see God move in your life. He's aware of it. And one thing he would love to do is to discourage you. He would love to turn your eyes, have you turn your eyes away from God and onto your circumstance. But you have to decide to keep your focus on him. You have to make that deliberate. You have to make that on purpose. And, and these three things that I mentioned, prayer, praising, and the word of God, are three things that you should implement in part of your fasting time of focus. All right? You want to live life in the fasting lane? You got to have these three parts in your car. You, you with me? And so I want to, I want to mention something important because... Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't address this at least a little bit. It's important that when you, um, you feel the enemy discouraging you, that you have to realize that you might be doing something really right. When you feel discouraged, 
you might be doing something really right. A lot of times people think that they're discouraged because they're doing something wrong. But when the enemy discourages you, he's usually discouraging you because you're doing something right. Identify that and, and bring that to God. The enemy has made you a target because he knows, especially when dealing with fasting, that fasting is a way that people get breakthroughs because they've taken their eyes off of the flesh and they put it on the Spirit of God. And when you take your eyes off the flesh, the enemy doesn't like that. He wants you, look at me, everyone look at me. He wants you to walk in your flesh. He wants you to act in your flesh. He wants you to think with your flesh. He wants you to do all these things that help you be you. That's what he wants to call it. It's you. It's, it's, I was born this way. He wants you to act out your flesh, but your spirit man is fighting it. Your spirit man wants to see God do something in your marriage, in your home, in your family, in your life. And I want to encourage you with this. If you, if you, maybe you go through something physically in your life and frustration is normal when you're fasting. But let me tell you this. Some of you may have medical conditions. And as a pastor, I have to be responsible this way. Some of you may have medical conditions and you have to find out what works best for you because I need to be clear. Some of you might need to consult your doctor before fasting food a certain way because, uh, well, there's a couple different things. Those persons who are physically uh, um, prone to anorexia or bulimia or other behavioral disorders, guard yourself. From that, you know, know that you have, uh, those are the moments where you should talk to a physician. Those who suffer weakness or, or, or uh, anemia, persons who have tumors or bleeding ulcers, uh, cancer, blood diseases, heart diseases. These things are all physical things that you have to, you should consult the doctor. You should, and, and then you also have to understand that doctors may not understand biblical fasting. But you have to also be responsible and be very careful how you do that. And, and so... Um, individuals that are, are doing, you know, insulin shots for diabetes and things like that. You have to be very cautious in that. Now, that said, the question may be, what if you can't do fasting of food? Am I going to miss out on the breakthroughs and the blessings of all that? The answer, in short, is no, because there's more than one way to fast, right? And so today, media is another way that many people fast. And let me tell you something. Sometimes media may be the way that will most be a breakthrough for you. Media fast. What does that mean? Well, maybe it's fasting TV. Maybe it's fasting music. Maybe it's fasting social media. And for some of you, fasting food is not a big deal. But fasting Facebook or some sort of social media? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think the Lord is called. It's not in the Bible. There's no book that tells me to uh, abstain from Instagram. Nothing in the scriptures tells, talks about Instagram, so therefore it's not. Let me, can I tell you something? Anything that takes your attention from God that you can put aside and give it to God and take the time that normally you spent more scrolling. Come on, somebody. You could spend so much time scrolling through everybody else's life and yours is moving along just as quickly. 
every time you're scrolling through somebody else's life. So let me, let me encourage you with this. If you have some physical limitations and you can't fast food the way that the Bible kind of shows us as that, you know what the Bible really teaches? Sacrifice and obedience is key in this whole thing. So for some of you, maybe cutting out social media for seven days would be a lot. Of, it'd be a lot of sacrifice for you. I can hear the mumbles already. Can you hear it? Some of you like, Twitter can't stand it. They, they, can't, they can't live without me. Well, who am I going to Snapchat or be real? Okay, don't ask somebody else if you don't understand what that means. Guess what? The world will still be spinning in seven days. The world will not implode if you're not on social media. But here's what can happen. You are not affected by the world. So maybe it's food, maybe it's social media. Whatever that looks like, here's what I want to encourage you with this. Because I realize that the challenge is this. How do we make obedience a regular part of our lives? That's the challenge, isn't it? How do I make obedience a regular part of my life? And the answer is by saying yes to the Lord. So find whatever gets the most attention in your life. Consider food to be one of them, though. Consider food to be, because that's, that's in and of itself, it's a great, it's a biblical way. But if maybe not food all the time, but once in a while, it'd be a good thing to stay away from. So three days. Three days from social media. It's hard. It's hard. As a pastor, I communicate with a lot of people through social media. It's, a, it's an important part of the element of ministry. It's hard for me not to do that. But I'm a techie guy as well, for those of you that know me. I love technology. I love the, the, the ins and outs of it. But guess what? I also realize at the times that that takes my time more so than God. And I need to push that aside. So let me encourage you with this and, and this last thought. Because I don't know if you realize, Jesus said that there's power in fasting and prayer. But those of you that know, don't know, Mark chapter 9 said this. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, watch this. This is what he said. Why could we not cast it out? There was a demon they were trying to cast out of this man, and they couldn't do it. They could not do it. And what did Jesus say? In the next verse, 29 of Mark chapter 9, so he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Jesus specifically detailed that prayer and fasting was a very important element of even casting out demons. So I ask you the question, what you're facing has, have you ever thought about this, that maybe, just maybe, whatever it is that you're going through can be broken and fast? Now, contrary to the word fast, it doesn't always happen fast. But here's what I do know. Jesus said it. I choose to believe it. There's certain things that won't break unless you fast and pray. Pray and fast. Don't deny the blessing of focusing on God in this way.
Don't deny it. Allow God to use fasting as a way for you to move forward in the fast lane. You can move forward in what he has for you. Man, when Jesus said this, can you imagine the disciples were like, remember he was talking about that? You're right. You're right, Jesus. I missed that one. This thing has to come out through fasting and prayer. Guess what? They never looked at fasting as a little side thing again. They realized fasting is an important discipline in the Christian faith. So, so I don't know about you, but when I first started hearing about fasting, I just thought it's something that you do as a side note. Listen, if you're anything like me, there's times that God awakens you and says, it's time to go deeper. If you want to go deeper in your faith, I want to challenge you with this. This week, pray about making fasting an important part. Maybe it's one meal. Listen, maybe it's just one meal. Uh, when you think about fasting, some people are like, the whole day? Don't start with a whole day. Start with a meal. Start with one meal every week for three weeks, maybe. Like one meal on one week. And then the next week, do one meal that week. And then work your way to then two meals in one week. Do that. But when you take that time, decide to say, God, there's nothing in this world that matters to me more than you. I dare you to do that. I challenge you. I promise you this, that when you take that time with God, you won't, re you won't regret it. Oh, you'll be hungry when you come out of it. Let me, let me give a side note. Like, don't have a steak dinner after you come out of a long fast. For those of you that have gone through long fast, you know this. Don't have, like, a heavy, heavy meal when you come out. You could actually, it could actually mess with your body and your system. You should have something light, like soup and things of that nature, to come out of a fast when you come out and break the fast. But can I challenge you to start small? For the, some of you that don't know, we had that, that clipboard in the back of the connection desk. We had that clipboard, and it said you can choose Monday, Tuesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday Wednesday, or whatever, morning, noon, and night. If you had not signed up for one, sign up for one. If you go to it, and at this point, it's pretty close because it's 21 days. We're at day, what, 15? Today's the 15th? Yeah, so we're like only got a few more days left, right? And if that, that time slot is already filled. Put your name alongside it, too. Do it as well. It's not just one person. We, we want multiple people praying every day, right? So put your name in there as well. It don't matter. But here's what I do want. I do want to see you have your breakthrough. How many want a breakthrough in 2023? Yes? Yes? You want a breakthrough in your life? You want to see God work miracles? It's going to take a suppression of your, of your flesh. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen. It's going to take a suppression of your flesh and saying, God, yes to you. Would you stand with me for a moment? And here's what I want us to do together. Just right where you're at. And, and whatever way this works for you, just put your hands out and just like you want to receive from God. Just put your, if you're at home right now watching, I enjoy, I, I, I enjoy interacting with you as well with this. Just put your hands out like maybe like, like somebody's going to put something in your hand. Just put it out and say, God, I, in your own way, begin to say, God, I surrender myself to you. In any way you want to say that, go ahead and say that. Talk to the Lord for a moment. Lord, I surrender myself 
to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray over you in just a moment, but I want you first to prepare your heart, just like I told you. Before you go into a fast, you prepare your heart, prepare your mind, you prepare your body, and all these things. You want to get ready for it. But right now, just in your own way, just begin to say, God, I, I surrender myself to you. Father, I see all the lives in this room, all the people you're touching right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would pour out a blessing of encouragement to each one in this room right here. Every person listening right now, I pray you fill them with encouragement and love and let them sense that that attention that you're giving them so they can draw near and want to draw near to you. Father, we hear about fasting and, and some of us have done it, some of us have not, but Lord, I pray today that our church will be a church that fasts and prays and believes you for great miracles. Lord, I pray for every person at the sound of my voice that 2023 will be a year of breakthrough. A year that they abide in Christ in such a way that wonderful fruit would would come to fruition. Lord, I pray that great blessing will come from their sacrifice because obedience is key in fasting. Lord, we want to be obedient. Lord, I pray you deliver them from the the hand of the enemy if some of them are going to fast for something. Lord, for some of them that just want to get close to you, I pray you would draw them close to your throne. And for those that need uh, just time to be able to uh, separate themselves, Lord, give them the time that they need. Open up doors and opportunities for them to spend time with you. And may your breakthroughs happen in their lives. Father, as pastor of this church, I pray in Jesus' name, blessings upon your people. Blessings upon those who decide I want to fast a day this week maybe on Wednesday morning I'm going to take some time out and the time I would have normally spent eating and lunch or dinner uh, I want to take that time out with God Lord I pray you bless them for whatever it is that they pray about and not just because they took time out to pray and then you hear them better but Lord that their perspective would be more along the lines of what they should really be praying for Lord I don't I don't necessarily just pray for money to be rich, but I pray that you would give the resources so I can bless others. Lord, I don't just want to pray for health just so that I can be healthy, but so that I can be healthy and help others be healthy. Lord, I, I don't just pray for, for, uh, for things in my life, but I want to be a blessing to others. So I pray today for all of us that we would receive so we can give. It is our desire honor you all of our heart soul mind and strength today in Jesus name we pray amen